you know, Twitter, why, why does the news constantly put up tweets of people you think, my God, is there nothing else to talk about? <laughs> Coming to you in your speakers from Dubai to all around the globe. This is James Reynolds Traffic Jam Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey there, listener. Welcome back to Traffic Jam. Thanks for joining me today on episode 43, where we'll be welcoming Kevin Rogers, who's going to share his simple 60-second sales hook formula that will help you create an instant bond with your prospects. So we're continuing the discussion, not just around traffic, but how to convert more of that traffic into leads and sales for your business. Now, one quick announcement at the top of the show, and that's that on the 20th of August, 2014, I'm going to be holding a webinar called The Three Most Important Elements of a High-Ranking Website and How to Optimize Them to Double Your Traffic in the Next Six Months. Now, it's an SEO webinar, and I'd love to see you there. To go and claim your spot, head on over to veravo.com forward slash webinar, where you you can claim your seat as well as download my fast ranking mind map. Now, if you're listening to this past the 20th of August 2014, you will, of course, have missed this webinar. But by following that link, you will get details of the next upcoming online event. So let's introduce our guest today. He's a former dead broke nightclub comic that's now one of the most in-demand copywriters working with the internet's biggest info marketers. Now, I got to meet Kevin because we're both part of a mastermind group and uh, behind closed doors, I've seen really what Kevin's been up to and I thought it'd be great fun to have him on the show to share some of that stuff along with his very interesting backstory. So without any further ado, let's introduce Kevin Rogers for episode 43. So welcome back, listeners. This is episode 43 of Traffic Jam, and joining me today is Kevin Rogers. Kevin, how are you? Doing excellent. Thanks, James. Awesome. Well, I rarely, if ever, ask my guests to share their backstory on Traffic Jam, but I think in the context of today's discussion, it will set things up pretty nicely. So, Kevin, the mic is yours. How did you become a direct response copywriter? Well, it's a long and winding road. I'll give you the, I'll give you the highlights. <laughs> I guess the most interesting uh, piece on my resume is that I did stand-up comedy. I was a touring professional stand-up comic for about a decade. And I started doing that um, out of high school. I was about 18 years old the first time I ever walked onto a stage at a comedy club for an open mic night, sort of on a dare, a push from my friends. I was the skinny, awkward kid who couldn't get uh, girls to talk to him. So I decided to make them laugh instead. <laughs> You're probably fueled with a fair bit of beer, weren't you, on that opening night? Uh, well, I was 18. And so the legal drinking age oh, yeah, here geez, yeah. is 21. So it's, it's actually Even funny worse. you bring that up because <laughs> I, I remember I called the club 
And I asked them, do, do you have to be 21 to do the open mic? And the guy goes, uh, nah, just, uh, just don't drink. <laughs> and I said, I said, all right. Um, I go, how, how long do I get? Like 20 minutes? He goes, 20 minutes? You ever been on stage before? I go, no. He goes, oh, you'd be lucky to get five. I go, five minutes? What am I going to do in five minutes? <laughs> like, I'm negotiating, you know, my time slot already. And of course, I, I go on stage and I'm, I'm often like three and a half, you know, just like plowing through material, blinded by the light, you know, praying that I'd remember my jokes. And uh, it, it went fairly well. And it was very fortuitous uh, to end up getting the house MC gig there. Um, so I was doing awesome. about eight shows a week for a year and a half. So that was it, man. Went on the road from there, traveled all over. And what I didn't realize then, because I had like zero business sense or thoughts of becoming even 30, let alone, uh, the ripe old 44 that I am now that I was doing some really deep in the trenches market, uh, research on how to compel and how to sell and how to get and keep attention. So I've been able to draw on all those things now as a direct response copywriter. Awesome. And is that how you would describe yourself, a direct response copywriter? Is that what you sort of term yourself as doing today? Yeah, I'd say that's about the cleanest description of it. Okay, cool. Well, I think uh, when we talk about copywriters, especially when we talk about salespeople, there's a huge amount of kind of distrust associated with them. And I had a Good conversation, incidentally, with uh, Jay Bear a few weeks ago when he came on the show. And we kind of talked about this concept of, of sort of forming a currency of trust. How do we as, you know, sort of salespeople, how do we as storytellers kind of move past this inherent distrust with what we do as marketers and salespeople? Because it's always a challenge, right? It is, yeah. Well, I guess there's two ways to approach it. But the result is the same. Ultimately, uh, when I say two ways, one is if it's you in your product and you want to present yourself, gain trust for your own brand, uh, or if you are uh, um, don't want to be out in front of your brand, then you would um, tell the story of your customers. But ultimately, what makes both effective is sharing a struggle you know, when you come on, particularly on video, it's extra powerful, but even in text, if you do the opposite of what your typical corporate mission statement does, and you actually speak a human language and it, admit that you are a human being who's had some struggles and learn to overcome those struggles, that is uh, the great first step in gaining trust with people. Yeah. So why is it that that's so effective? I mean, you know, why does it why does it work so well? We're telling sort of stories since the dawn of time, but you know, why are they so useful in terms of sort of human behavior and, and forming connection, not on just a sales level, but kind of any level? Yeah, I think for the reason you just said, because we've been that's our natural instinct. It's a human instinct, you know. If you crack open a, 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 a newly discovered cave dwelling. Uh, from any period in time, what you'll typically find is some storytelling inside carved into the walls. Um, I don't know. It's just a basic human need. And when you learn to do it well and don't bore and don't uh, elaborate the wrong things and are willing to reveal the right things, 
then people will lean in just like in a good live conversation and begin to nod their head and feel like they can relate to you. And if you think about the people you buy from, um, you'll realize that, you know, when given the chance, you will buy from the person that you know, like, and trust, Yeah. whether, whether it be, you know, the, the salesman you just met in the, uh, in the furniture store or someone that you follow online. Yeah. So how do we do this? Well, I think you've got a, a formula for doing it, right? Leading you to the, to the point on this questioning, you, you've yeah. worked out a formula that kind of defectively gets this story across, right? And build some trust with your prospects. Yeah, it's called, I call it the KLT, the no like and trust sales hook. And I sort of stole the formula from my days as a standup. And, um, I began to recognize some patterns in different joke formulas. And the deeper I looked into this particular formula, I realized this is the one that, uh, advertisers use when stakes are high. And it's also the one that comedians use when the stakes are highest for them, which for a comic, there's no higher stake than when you do your first national television d- d- set. Yeah. Um, and, and so when they do that, the formula they rely on goes like this. It's, it's a four part formula and it's identity, struggle, discovery, surprise. Of course, every great joke ends with a, with a surprise at the end, a little twist that makes us laugh. Um, so would you like to hear an example of that joke formula? We would love to hear an example of that joke formula. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Okay. So a great one is a woman named Karen Rontowski. And when she came on to, um, late night with David Letterman, her first time, her opening joke was, um, my kids were so bad in Walmart today that I pulled a fly swatter off the shelf and I smacked him with it. And the second the fly swatter hit their ass, I realized I don't have kids, <laughs> which is, you know, a funny joke. It's got a nice surprise at the end. And if you think about the formula, identity, struggle, discovery, result, she's just shared an amazing amount of details about herself with us. Yeah. And so we feel like we know this person and can relate to this person, whether we are the parents of kids like that, or just someone who doesn't have kids and gets very annoyed with crazy kids. Uh, so in marketing, uh, what I did was I started to take that same formula and use it to present, um, you know, myself and other clients, uh, to a new audience. And it worked out wonderfully. Uh, this formula that I'm talking about now, this KLT hook works particularly well on landing pages like a lead page. Um, and, uh, it, it's not meant to close a deal. You're not going to sell a $2,000 course with this, but it's meant to be a very simple, clean 60 second or less, um, description of who you are and why you are particularly qualified to, um, be an expert on what the, the problem that your, your prospect needs solved. Uh, so for marketers, rather than have surprise at the end, because obviously we don't want to have to go creating, you know, funny twists in order to get an <laughs> opt-in all the time. Uh, we just, and then, and anyway, that's not what people are looking for from you. Uh, you don't have to be funny, of course, to do this. You just have to be honest. So we replace that surprise with result. Uh, 
Yeah. Because that's obviously what people are looking for. So it goes identity, struggle, discovery, result is, is the difference. And when you uh, just follow that formula, uh, say, hi, here's who I am. Uh, here's what I struggled with. Here's what I discovered as a way to solve it. And here's how it's worked out for me since I've implemented that discovery. And then, of course, your call to action, if you'd like to see this for yourself or use it yourself, I'll, I'll give it to you right now for free. Just opt in. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's the most effective formula that I've seen to get opt-ins. Awesome. Well, give us an example, you know, in business and marketing terms. How does the identity struggle discovery result as opposed to surprise sound? Perhaps, Kevin, maybe even sharing your own if you've got one for yourself. Sure. I'll do it by memory. But so for mine, and what's interesting is if I, I have a few different ones uh, in different markets as an example, but um, mine as a um consultant is this. Um, hi, I'm Kevin Rogers. Uh, I spent years traveling the country as a dead broke stand-up comedian until I discovered how a simple joke formula could be used uh, as an irresistible sales hook and began teaching marketers how to use it to increase their conversions and grow their businesses. Today, I'm one of the most in-demand sales consultants online earning up to $50,000 per session and enjoying the privilege of working with some of the greatest marketers in the world. If you'd like to discover how the same formula can um, increase your sales and grow your business, you know, simply opt in, enter your email below and click the button, Mark, show me the hook. And I'll see you on the next page. Love it. Love it. Well, that's kind of yep. framed things. That's kind of framed things pretty well. It's told your own story. It's positioned what we're talking about, and then it's wrapped it up in one nice big wrapper. Um, I love it, and it's a simple, easy to follow formula, right? I mean, we could almost go through this as business owners, as marketers, and literally just fill in the blanks. Yeah, it, well, it, it's fascinating how two on two, there's two ends of the spectrum here. One is um, I see this formula used all the time by marketers who have no idea they're using it. Um, it's a good indication that somebody ha is sort of a natural salesperson yeah. or that really believes in their product because they sort of naturally default to some version of this formula. On the other end, I see people, people submit them to me and hire me to help them polish them all the time. And the most common mistake is that uh, people just go off the rails and they feel like um, they need to tell everything. And I'd say that's the, the hardest instinct to fight when following this formula is feeling like, oh, I've got to mention this thing and I've got to mention that the, the, the discovery also covered this. What you want to do is just take the bare essence of what people are after and say, let me just solve this one problem for you. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, it's a hard instinct because we work so hard on our businesses and we, you know, try to be the best and we try to solve many problems for our clients. But the best tip I could give for people who just want to get an opt-in and begin a conversation is to focus on prospects that solves a specific problem for them and let it be actionable. Get right to the point if you can frame it in a formula or a, a, a short exercise or something they can actually physically do to see a difference like this formula does for them, then it's amazing uh, the, the feedback you'll get because then people actually, you know, there's no greater 
uh, calling card for you than having somebody actually try out your your widget or your device or your formula and have it work for them and have light bulbs go off in their head. And so it's hard to do that if you're trying to show somebody everything you can do. Yeah. Uh, you know, if somebody walks into the furniture store and says, I'm really, I need a new desk chair. And they go, great, let's start over here by the sofas and let me show you our sofas. <laughs> you're like, I don't care about, you know, and next thing you know, you're confused and, and, and feeling pressured and just want to leave. Yeah. So yeah, that simplicity really is the key. Yeah. And I guess in your own scenario, if you can deliver that result and show someone how they can just implement one small strategy from your repertoire to get an amazing result, they're going to go, well, wait a second, what can Kevin, you know, what else can Kevin do for me? If this is just one tiny thing out of all of what he does, um, you know, I'm sure the the paid stuff or his bigger programs or whatever it is you're selling to them is going to be pretty valuable. I mean, it's that trust element again, right? That's exactly it. Yeah. Sort of results in advance. And yeah, it's more powerful when they come to that discovery on their own, when they come to you and say, what else can you do for me? Or here's something else I struggle with. Is this in your wheelhouse? Yeah. Um, And there's that's so much more powerful than you trying to beat people over the head with it. Yeah, totally. So did this formula work for everyone? Kevin, is any scenario when, you know, telling a story, showing people how to identify with you, showing the struggle, the discovery, and what you can actually do for them. Is there any times it doesn't work? I've yet, I have not found one yet. I've, I've, I've you know, had some people say, I, I'm not sure this would work for me, or, hey, I'm just a, I'm a brick and mortar business, or, you know, I'm an accountant. And, you know, it's pretty obvious why people need to come to me. Um, and I, I think that's the mistake people make is thinking, well, who would want to hear my story? Yeah. Uh, again, we respond viscerally to story. And if not you, then the story of your customers, the people you solve problems for. I mean, struggle is inherently interesting. Um, I don't know if um, everybody knows about WWE wrestling all over the world. I think people over Yeah, I'm, well, I'm familiar with it. And I'm sure people in this neck of the woods would uh, know what it is. So, yeah, it's a good example if you can use it. Yeah, so my son uh, just got into wrestling. And he's dragged me into it with him. And uh, it, I, I'm fascinated at how I cannot look away from these things as they're happening. It, it really is like the worst of, you know, soap opera storyline you can imagine, plus like a bar fight that you would not want to have to be involved in. It's like, you know, all these really basic, uh, you know, obviously manipulative um, you know, tricks to get you to look up and, and take interest, but they're amazingly effective. And again, you'll see this identity struggle discovery results over and over and over as people, wrestlers come in and they, they have to quickly, you know, relate to the audience and, and uh, have these different fights and inner conflicts. Um, and it's, it's a fascinating example of, you know, what people react to it's story. It's just the most basic storyline in the world. And when you, the other key and the thing I, I take from the wrestling is it's so easy to talk about at the water cooler. I think that's why people are so drawn to sports, right? Yeah. Um, again, if you watch, you know, uh, U S football or international football or any great sports, 
it's, you know, why do we tune in for an hour before the match? It's because we, we want to hear the big story. What's the latest? Who's injured? Who said who about what? What's, you know, Twitter, why, why do, why do, the, why does the news constantly put up tweets of people? You think, my God, is there nothing else to talk about? Uh, they, they do it because it's usually some inflammatory remark or something that somebody made, you know? Uh, and these are all things that we want to keep up. And it's, it's our, as much as we want to look away sometimes, it's, it's our instinct to find out who said what and who, what, what's that going to lead to. Uh, so you, you can never discount the, the effectiveness on story, uh, in any situation. And the great thing about, you know, what we do now and our ability to market ourselves online is that we get to control that story. Um, if we decide to. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you're going to suggest, I'm sure that everyone create their own 60 second, you know, um, sales hook story. Everyone should have that in their armory, should they? I really think so. Yeah, I, I can't imagine a situation where it wouldn't be a benefit, it, or at least a supplement to what you have now. A great place to look, for an example, of you know if this can help you, is your about page. Yeah, there's an, another great place to use this. Is you know go to your about page and think, you know, how many eyes uh, compared to use are you using? Um, because you know, even your about page should be about your customers. Of course you want to tell your own story, but what's great about the 60 second sales hook is that, you know, you're only telling your story so that people can relate and see themselves in you and know that suddenly they have a new source that's going to help them solve their problems. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've talked about a couple of great applications for this. One's a you know lead generation page, a squeeze page where we're driving a particular action. We're talking about you know our own about pages. Where else can we or should we be inserting these stories into our marketing mix? Another great place is testimonials um, or your customer case studies. Um, for instance, even when you go out uh, requesting testimonials from people, a lot of times people are happy to give you a, a, a positive testimonial but they'll hesitate because they're not sure what to say yeah. or, you know, or they'll write back to you and say, sure, just so you, what do you want me to talk about in particular? So what I find effective is if you um, uh, just give them this formula and, and sort of outline it for them, say, just, just tell me what your problem was, you know, sort of what life was like dealing with that problem, um, how you found out about me, which would be the discovery part, and now what life is like since I've helped you solve that problem. Love it. And when you're right, so you give people that context and suddenly you get this amazing story-based testimonial from them. And it's, it's great. Yeah. And I guess at, at that point, if your potential prospect hasn't resonated with your own story, there's a good chance that they're going to resonate with someone else's around your product. I mean, I love that. It's a, a super simple way of applying it. Yeah. What about in you know traffic sources? We're going to have a bunch of people listening in who are driving traffic for their own business or perhaps someone else's. Maybe they're driving someone now to a squeeze page that delivers this story. Can we proceed the landing page with you know some form of smaller version of the story, some way of drawing people in before they visit that page? Yeah, I think one great way could be say from a Facebook ad. You could just focus on the struggle 
as sort of a attention getter um, because obviously in any traffic funnel, you want the conversation to evolve naturally, right? And and pay off. So let's say you have, uh, in my situation, my struggle, and you notice in mine, the example I gave, my identity and struggle all happen happen in the first sentence. So I don't I don't need to belabor the the struggle. Like you know, dead broke stand up comic gives you a pretty clear vision. You can't yeah. <laughs> you can't get much lower than that, can you? <laughs> yeah, it's my dilemma, you know. <laughs> and I have some photos to back that up pretty well. But um, uh, so let's just say that I wanted to promote that story as the landing page. I might say. Um, you know, what a, you know, what a dead broke standup comic, uh, you know, how a dead broke standup comic discovered, you know, how, how you, how to make, how to sell millions of dollars of product online or something. Yeah. And it's, it, it has that curiosity factor. So I'd say the best way to do it is whatever your struggle is and, and make your struggle as dramatic as you can without, you know, belaboring the point or embellishing obviously, but, you know, even if you if you don't feel like you have a great struggle or story, you know, ask the people who were there when you were building your business and what kind of sacrifices you made that might may have just felt like another day at work for you. But, um, uh, you know, get help if you need it from outside sources. A spouse is a great one. They're very aware of our struggles because they go with them through them with us. Um, and, you know, take that struggle as the attention getter. And try using that in, in banner ads and in newsfeed ads. Nice. Good. Well, I know you're working on some interesting things right now. I've seen you developing out a project inside James Tramco's Silver Circle, which is the mastermind both you and I are involved with. Uh, tell us a little bit about that project you've got going on. Yeah, thanks. I'm really excited about this. It's called Copy Chief. And that is a term we use in direct response um, to mean I'm the person who works with the writers and the client to sort of get the most, the, the best out of everybody. Um, you know, I, I discovered in my career as a copywriter that me sitting and typing copy onto a Word document was the bottleneck in my business. Uh, sort of a self-tortured writer. Um, and so what I do is I work with writers who are better and faster than me and I work with, I really enjoy working with clients to find their story, to really find new ways to celebrate the benefits of their product. And then I bring everyone together as a team to get the best work out of, out of everyone. I, I'm good at incubating the writer so he's not feeling pressured or, or, or hassled by the client. I'm good at making sure the client knows that the work is being done on the highest level. So that's a copy chief. That's what I do. And this uh, uh, forum that I'm creating, this membership forum, is going to be a safe place for people to come and post up copy that they're working on or copy that they're stuck on and they want to get professional eyeballs, experienced eyeballs, giving them feedback about maybe new ways to position the hook, to find the hook, to see the hook, to tell their story, all the things that's very hard to do when we're sort of in our own little bubble, as many entrepreneurs are. Uh, We all work in vacuums, and it's hard to trust. So that's why I like the idea of this being a a, uh, 
paid form rather than, you know, everybody's got sort of this, these closed Facebook groups and everything now. And those are good for some pieces of feedback, but I find they're very difficult to get high quality feedback about your copy and your positioning because you have to be a little vulnerable to go out there and lay it all on the line. Yeah. And so, so I'm creating a safe place for, you know, business owners to come and get professionalized in their copy. And I'm also using it as a place to, to nurture and develop copywriting talent, which is something I do on one and a one-to-one scale now. Um, so sort of the best of, of all that I do one-on-one in a one-to-many format. Nice. And is that live now, Kevin? Can we go check that out? You could, you could go to copy-chief.com and no, you'll, you really, it should have a big orange cone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but I'm, uh, I'm only, I don't know when this will air, but I'm only a a couple weeks from developing it, but I, I will be, um, very soon inviting my founders into the group. And so that's going to be at a massively discounted more than 50% off, um, offer. Um, and they'll be grandfathered in at, at $47. It's ultimately going to go up to 97 a month. And, you know, I'm all about over delivering in the hugest way, which is why I've been taking so long to create the site. And James has had to beat me and, you know, <laughs> uh, flog me publicly in, in the group. And I appreciate that he does that. But uh, I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I want to make sure everything's in place before I invite people in and ha- that you make sure they have the, the greatest experience. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm really excited about it. Well, I can tell by the way you're talking about it that the wait will be well worth it. I mean, you're obviously talking about it with a lot of excitement. So I'm sure there's great things coming when it does go live. If it this episode, I think, happens to perhaps fall before you may officially be live and accepting the, the general public. And if it is, I'll make sure that we announce it in a future episode, try and get people back there to, to copy chief. So oh, great. Thank you. Kevin, let's wrap things up. You've been generous with your time and expertise. I think I've personally got a great amount of insight out of um, today's conversation. I'm sure our listeners will too. Outside of copy-chief.com, where should our listeners go to connect with you further on the interwebs? Well, I'd love to them uh, for everyone to go download the book for free, 60secondsaleshook.com. And you'll see a free uh, digital download. It is available on Amazon. It actually reached the bestseller uh, status. Um, if, if you really love a hardcover, it's only like five bucks there, um, but uh, or paperback rather. But yeah, go grab the free digital download of 60 Second Sales Hook. It's only about 50 pages long. The formula is right in there. And you'll receive an email from me with an invitation to register for uh, bonuses. And you can see the live presentation that the book is based on if you like video. Awesome. Well, listeners, I'll make sure that the links to those resources are included in the show notes page for episode 43 of Traffic Jam. So head on over to trafficjamcast.com for that. Just leaves me to thank you again, Kevin, for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, James. So there you go. That was Kevin Rogers with his no like trust sales hook formula. And I got to say, one of my favorite episodes today, and that's simply because we went so deep just on one single topic and a huge amount of actionable content came out of that discussion. So I thoroughly enjoyed that episode. I hope you did too. 
Next step for you is now to go off and action your own 60 second sales hook. And we've got some templates and of course the transcript from today's episode along with an MP3 for you to download over at trafficjamcast.com forward slash 43. So make sure you head on over there where you can also join the discussion on today's episode. And if you have any particular questions about the content that we've covered, post it over there and I'm sure Kevin will be back to answer those for you. I also just want to mention his own podcast. It didn't come up during the episode, but he's got a great show that he does with John Carlton called Psych Insights for Modern Marketers. And if you're not subscribed to that podcast, look it out on iTunes. It's a really great listen. And if you're into this sort of stuff, you're really going to get a lot of value out of that as well. So I'll include that along with links to Kevin's social media profiles. Of course, the download page for the 60 second sales hook ebook. Copy Chief and all of the other resources mentioned in today's show on the episode page for episode 43, which, as I just mentioned, you navigate to by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 43. Now, remember, of course, I'll be back again next week with another episode. And in the meantime, make sure you subscribe via iTunes and Stitcher Radio by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash iTunes and trafficjamcast.com forward slash Stitcher. Also, head on over to the main website, veravo.com, where you can get more traffic tips and training and to learn how I can help you get more traffic to your own website. So head on over there. I'll be back again in about seven days from now, but not before we've played out with a tune chosen by Kevin. He gave me, in fact, a few options for today's show. And the one that I've picked is a Rolling Stones track. And that's just because we've got nearly 50 episodes and Rolling Stones hasn't made it onto the playlist just yet. So today's the day. The track's called Gimme Shelter. And as I mentioned, the band's the Rolling Stones. Enjoy the song and I'll see you back here next week.
listening to the Traffic Jam Podcast with James Reynolds. To know more about this program and to subscribe for future episodes, check out the website, trafficjamcast.com.